Welcome to Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. We are live, kind of, from Euro Summit 2017. As live as we ever are. And we have just gotten out of the keynote, maybe just a few minutes out. And we have some very special guests today. First of all, uh, Mr. the one and only Dan Hardiker. Hello. Uh, Laura Hauser. Hi, everyone. And it wouldn't be Adaptivist Live without Matthew Stubblefield. Regrettably present. So, uh, as is our tradition, we're going to do the Thunderbolt round. But we're going to take just a couple of seconds to talk about your favorite drink from last night. As, I, as is tradition, I go first. My favorite drink was the white wine. Dan? Oh, I had a wonderful disarrano of our ice before heading to bed. Huh? Sounds good. Laura? I'm going to be very basic and say rosé all day. The rosé at the restaurant was fantastic. Nice, nice. Well, my favorite drink would probably be from uh, the Adaptivist Live shot cast that we did yesterday. Oh, I forgot. Where we had a shot of Jameson chased with beer, and that was that set us up for success, I think. Success was a good is a very generous term for it. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, our wild speculation that we did in the line at um, Customs, at uh, Passport Control. We bit off. We were totally wrong. We did not see this coming. Completely, completely wrong. So let's talk a little bit about what we saw today at the keynote. Very heavily focused on the end user. What does that mean? I think that Atlassian have only had six months since their last event that they ran. And we have to remember that the majority of the people that are coming to Summit in Europe are new, first-time Summit attendees because they've never been here before. So for those that are close with their ear to the ground about everything Atlassian and those that went to Summit's over in San Jose. I think the message was a little bit stale, but I think getting Atlassian to stand up and say, hey, we care about Europe. Hey, we're bringing our data centers to Europe. Hey, we hear about language barriers that you have here. And I think hearing it from the horse's mouth out here in Europe to Europeans, I think that's probably gonna have resonated quite well with the audience. Laura, do you, do you think that from a customer perspective that is, that's that's about right? I agree, and I think it excites me because it shows a real commitment to the user experience and understanding that I think what Elastin really did is got up there and said, hey, we heard you. We understand your pain points, and here's what we're doing to fix that. Um, and obviously, as a marketer, seeing a simpler UI gets me very excited, and I think really speaks to what we do as an add-on vendor in trying to help others navigate Elastian products and make it easier, simpler, um, and streamline processes all around. I felt, oh, go ahead, Dan. I'm slightly concerned that underlying all of the design changes is make Jira look like Trello kind of mm. feel, and that flowing out, and while I'm all for consistency, all for simplicity, I do worry that there's an impact going there that's not aimed at the power users that are at the heart of Atlassian. So I wasn't picking up the Trello vibe so much from the UI. I was picking up more the, like, white you say sheet it? of paper. The Google? There was a very Google minimalistic type of approach to the interface that we were seeing with your software and, and with the boards. Like, and I couldn't tell how much of this was the projector, but it looked like borders are gone. Cards... They're more ambiguous now than they used to be. Absolutely. I think we're going to be playing Dude, Where's My Button? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and the animations were beautiful, but we're not actually going to get a ticker tape, you know, explosion every time we complete well, something. Are, can, can you can you be sure of that? I, I suspect it will be Anything hard to possible. tell. You know? Well, you know, when Twitter added the uh, exploding heart to the user interface, that was like a big deal. People talked about that for minutes. In the Twitter world, that's a big deal. They tweeted. They tweeted about that. Well, I really like that Atlassian brought front and center the different deployment models that we have. And with having server, data center, and cloud, and segmenting those as user bases and saying you have different needs, 
and we're going to address you independently. And the fact that we're going to bring something to cloud that might never make it into server, that's okay. Mm -hmm. And here's why. I think they really hit that message hard home. So here's a question for both of you. Uh, because, you know, Laura, you've got some interesting insight of this from, from the marketing standpoint and what people are saying, and, and Dan, your insight to the industry. After Summit San Jose, I at least was hearing a lot of chatter of saying, Atlassian may be cooling on cloud. They may be backing off. We've got these big announcements about data center and AWS and zero downtime upgrades, and there's, it was all data center, data center, data center. And we heard a lot about data center today, but we also heard a big investment in cloud. So what are your thoughts? Is, is cloud something that Atlassian is still really going to keep championing? Or you know, where do you see it going from here? Oh, I think 100% they're still going all in on cloud um, and really recognize that even though the trend is probably going to be over the next 5, 10, even 15 years, that everyone is sort of moving to that SaaS model. Um, however, I think that what you saw in San Jose was understanding that there are still uh, a majority of especially enterprise organizations who care a lot and the firewall is important in understanding the challenges that they deal with in data center, in server. I think what you're seeing today is traditionally it's been a little um, fragmented in terms of oh cloud, oh data center, oh server. And what you're seeing is we're actually investing across the board and we're making changes both from a UI perspective as well as a feature perspective in order to meet the needs because those customer needs are different. I think it's worth pointing out as well that cloud's just not ready yet for a large number of enterprise customers that have concerns around security, around compliance, around auditing, around control mechanisms, let alone data sovereignty and other issues that play into the heart of Europe's concerns. I think Atlassian have this as a checklist of going through slowly, picking them off one by one, and we're hearing that a European data center addresses data sovereignty first and foremost. I think data portability becomes the next big issue that I think we're gonna hear from Atlassian. Talk about how I move data between my different instances, because rarely is there one platform that rules them all. And so as we go through time, I think cloud will become more and more viable, and therefore, while Atlassian are championing the cloud, I think it will become more reasonable to expect organizations to adopt it over that curve. From a features perspective, something that really that really caught my ear, which we which affects our team, our direct team, is the CAN plan, the backlog in Kanban Kanban boards. So I like that the folk the way that they brought it around from okay, we tested this in cloud, they really liked it, but a ton of people here in server are addressing it. Let's let's hook them up. Um, how do you think that pipeline is going to bounce off of each other? Well, I find it really interesting because when you look at different add-on methodologies, they usually boil down to Kanban or Scrum. And we've got Kanban trying to be more like Scrum, we've got Scrum trying to be more like Kanban, and people are forgetting that both of these aren't really agile in their core anyway. Agile is about being able to make decisions pragmatically and reactively as you move forward. And I think with the blurring of these lines from the technology point of view, it's going to under unlock the potential to change the processes to be more agile as an organization. I think that's the real big winner, is not the technology, but what's going to help transform organizations to help them improve. Dan, I feel like the real big winner are people who like to say scrum ban. <laughs> that's, they come out on top of this whole deal. So a lot of what we heard today, uh, there was a strong marketing focus to it. Quite a lot of time was spent on Atlassian's philanthropic work, uh, a lot of time on the design, um, a lot of neat, neat animations and the videos and, and some of the stuff that we already had heard. Do you feel like they hit their mark? Did this, you know, we're just minutes out of it. Our team was on HipChat the entire time. Some mixed responses and reviews. 
Would you say this is a successful keynote in comparing against previous years? What did you feel about it? I actually felt, um, given some of the keynotes that I've seen, that this was more inspiring. And I think even though there was a lot of time spent talking about Atlassian as a brand, this is the first time that we've done anything in Europe. And um, I think giving people an idea of who we are as a company and as a culture, um, and I say we as part of the Atlassian ecosystem family. We're all a team. We're one exactly. big happy team. Team. Um, and I think teaming that up. We're teaming up. Um, and I think that this actually is a great opportunity to showcase who Atlassian is as a company and as a brand. So I thought, is anyone going to address the opening sequence with the um, lighted dancers? There were dancers? So we'll be honest. We'll be honest. Ryan and I, were we were alive elsewhere at the time. <gasps> yeah. We, we rolled it good, like, we, so we 10 did minutes, not, so 15 minutes late. It, yeah, it was, it was closer to 12 minutes. Um, and we, we saw comments about the dancers. And really, I feel like if I missed some sort of, like, Daft Punk around the world intro thing, I feel like I've really missed out. Uh, it felt like you were in the opening sequences to Tron. And oh, it was yeah. all around you. It was... So, when it comes to a keynote, there's usually three types of keynotes you get. Traditionally, Atlassian has always gone for the first, which is the big announcement, big splash. Yeah. This is the thing that you came to hear about. That's what we had expected. Mike Cannon-Brooks joining Arsenal. Exactly. <laughs> no, nothing. I, I nothing. was expecting a no hip chat, him to hip-chat in at some point and say, Show the, kid. Hey, Show yeah, the kids. Yeah. Hey, look at these. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, se- <laughs> the second type that you have are the ones that set the tone for the conference. They're the ones that say, these are our themes that are running through. Here's why we picked this sort of message. And you get those at large tech events where they are more programming language based or they're not vendor based because there's not really announcements about the language, but they're here to talk about DevOps as a movement and a vertical or these things and set the, the stage for the rest of the event. And then you have what we had here, which is a keynote full of hope. It's more aspirational. It's the aim to build a picture, this thing of where we're going, and to fill in the colors around the things that you don't necessarily know much about, that you don't trip across when you use a product or you see when you read in the media. And so it's Atlassian's chance to stand up and say, here's really who we are. And what you saw was actually the embodiment of a lot of Atlassian's values in a case in point. So taking how Atlassian unleashed the potential in every team, you saw that mission statement actually being used through Lufthansa. You also saw how the ability to play as a team was also um, drawn through the foundation and how they're philanthropic. And it's great to see another case study other than Room to Read being used for Right. Uh, yeah. Very inspirational philanthropic statement. And then finally, you see them talking about the design experience. The, the move away from and the transition from, oh, it's a basic UI that crams as much of the operations as you can because we want to give you all the functionality. So actually, we want to get all of that out of the way. We want to help you do your job better, and we want to help you help the rest of your organization because adoption can be quite hard outside of tech teams. And now with the advent of Trello coming in, I think we're going to see a bit much bigger focus on what people are doing with the tools rather than the tools themselves. And to add on to what uh, Dan was saying, you know, as a marketer coming in and, you know, Adaptivist lives and breathes uh, Elastian products, but when you're not technical, coming in and onboarding onto these products can be very difficult, very confusing. And I think what they've done is they've opened up barriers and they're allowing all teams to come in and use the products and make it intuitive and make it easy. You know, I think that a lot of the times we we forget what it's like to become, you know, Jira day one. And the design choices that they're making not only look sleek, 
um, but actually provide a lot of um, scale in terms of other teams being able to use one platform. So I've heard the allegation that came over in our own hip chat, for, especially from developers, to say, are they just changing the UI because it's been a few years, it's looking long in the tooth, and they need to make a change? And to some degree, the answer is yes, because you have to look fresh hip. But actually, design has moved on as well. We now have a far more responsive UIs, and I, I'm hopeful that we'll find mobile apps now starting to come to the server apps, because with the change in UIs brings opportunity for a change in interaction too. Yeah, you gotta do that for the kids. <laughs> you gotta make the mobile handy for the kids. But not just the kids. I mean, I would prefer to do most of my work on an iPad. And right now that's hard to do with it Confluence. Is, it is. I, it I is. write in pages and I copy and paste over, and sometimes it works. Yeah. Agreed. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, we're around. We get around a little bit. We're busy. We're think, here and there. I think also so, we're a 24-7 culture now. We used to be yeah. responding to email around the clock 10 years ago. Now we need to be using our tools around the clock. Just think, coming in on the train, it's, it's packed. You've got your iPad or you've got your phone. Yeah. You're not getting your laptop out. If I can't go through my backlog and see what's in there for the day, then I can't be using Jira. I have to use something else. And yeah. so I think the tools are starting to move with the times and change with how people want to use them as well. Speaking of uh, the tools adjusting to the times, Dan, can you give us a little bit of insight into development for ScriptRunner for Trello? That's a, <laughs> that's a joke for now. Is it? That's a joke for now. Or is it? Or is it? We don't know. We don't know. Wild speculation was, was <laughs> yesterday. I, I just felt like throwing it in there. It was, it was a good moment for it. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> It's not the first time I've heard this from Mr. Hardiker, and at that point, the conversation pretty much wraps. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty, that's, that's how you do it. You know, we're going to quietly, slowly back away from the recording equipment now. <laughs> so speaking of which, I do think that that is actually the perfect place for us to wrap it for today's edition of Adaptivist Live. So uh, we're going to be joining you again every day from the show, from the floor of Euro Summit 2017. We are, we are literally at our booth right now. We're there. Because we don't have a better place record at the moment. No. So <laughs> stop by. Maybe you'll maybe you'll be a special guest. We star. would love to have you. So uh, speaking of our special guest, I'd like to really thank once again uh, Dan Hardiker, Laura Hauser, and Matthew Stubblefield. That's it for today's edition of Adaptivist Live. We'll see you at Euro Summit.